Welcome back to the Share It All podcast. I am here, your lovely growing coach, Joy the Growth Coach, and I'm here with a friend of mine, Kiani. Hello. Kiani, I'm going to just move the mic a little bit up towards you so then everybody can hear you. So thank you guys for tuning in today's podcast. I decided to bring Kiani on to give you a great perspective of the female empowerment and into the modeling world because we have never got into this. So... Yanni, thank you for coming on and let them know a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, because, you know, she all over. Okay, um, I'm Kiani. Some people know me as Queen Biki. That's my ad name with official in front of it. Um, I'm a singer. I'm a dancer. I'm a model. I'm an actress. Um, I direct. I produce. I screenwrite. I have a few projects coming out with my production company. Oh, yeah. And I'm mostly doing um, modeling right now for, you know, photo shoots, video shoots. Yeah. And isn't she beautiful, guys? Like, thank you. Of course, of course. I just got <laughs> I gotta give that shout out. So, Kiana, I want to jump in and ask you a few questions, you know, just about, you know, just in general for mindfulness and stuff. And then we're going to definitely talk about your journey towards self-love and really into how you got to where you are today. Okay. Okay. So what is your definition of mindfulness? Okay. Um, I would say mindfulness is a way of being, being aware of yourself, but also like how you navigate the world. Um, so, you know, being mindful of something feels good or if it feels bad, if you should gravitate towards it, if you should go away from it, what you need, like if I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh, my body doesn't feel good. I know I need to work out. I need to eat healthier. Like, you know, just being aware of your own self, but also other people and how that might affect you mm-hmm. while you're going throughout the world. Okay. Um, I love your definition. It's actually very similar to the one that John Kabat-Zinn gives as long as the, the one I give. It's, um, so their definition is mindfulness is paying attention on purpose and the state of being and just you know being aware of your surroundings but this through the art of meditation right so do you meditate at all most definitely and see this is why i'm just proud to have you on here (laughs) a violent meditator especially in the sun like that's what i'm that's honestly what i was talking about like i know when i need to do that when i need to just seclude myself and sit in silence go outside in my blanket somewhere, go in my room, go in my car, whatever, and just be with myself and my thoughts, you know, and reflect. Mm, I feel that. So what's your definition for self-awareness then? I would say being self-aware is something I guess you are because I'm like, I would like to consider myself self-aware as like, you know, taking accountability. Like if somebody say we have a disagreement or falling out, like I'm able to look at both perspectives and be like, okay, but I am responsible for this, that, and a third, or I could have done this better. Or like, you know how everybody thinks everything happens to them Mm -hmm. more. So just being like, okay, but what was my part in that? Like what boundary could I put up? Uh, Could I have put up? Like, how could I have avoided that? How could I have not let this type of person in my life, whatever it is. Just being aware and accountable for your own self. Okay. So I, I'm glad that you kind of got a different definition from mindfulness and self-awareness because a lot of people, whenever I've talked to them so far on our podcast, they think it's very similar. And they are. But you kind of make it very clear that they're kind of two different things. They're mm-hmm. very similar, but they're very different. So I'm happy that you have like I feel like you need one to be the other. I agree. Like you need to be self-aware to be mindful. I, I definitely agree. And also I think... 
you can't be you can't have mindfulness in any type of way without being no shit where for so so since you talked about self-accountability what do you like how do you practice self-accountability i would say the number one way we just said meditating (laughs) um whenever i meditate i don't have like well sometimes i do but i don't always have a goal for myself sometimes i just sit and let my mind like go wherever it's gonna go and just think about certain situations and reflect and whatever and by doing that or just like giving myself a second or some silence to sit there and really think about how situations play out i'm able to see like we're libras you already know (laughs) yes we're able to we see, analyze like, everything. Yes. Like, okay, this person did this, but I could have did that. And that person did that. Like, I see all angles of everything, even myself. So yeah. I feel like that just comes into play with it. Okay. Okay. I like the fact that, like, you look at, like, everybody's perspective and then it's like, okay, but the more important thing is what did I add to this table? I, I actually know. learned that from therapy. Really? Yes. I was in therapy in college for, like, three, four years like out of my five or almost five. Um, but that was a main thing that I took away from that because it's another person who's not your perspective. Like, okay, they have to be unbiased. How they, yes, yeah. They're literally an unbiased third party opinion. So I always learned that I'm like, okay, maybe I can see this other person's perspective. Wow. Instead of being stubborn. Yeah. See, um, a lot of people, when they come on the podcast, which I love talking about therapy, um, Everybody thinks that there's such a negative aspect of therapy. And it's Definitely. great that you got a positive thing. So do you want kind of want to talk a little bit, not thoroughly about the therapy experience, but like some of the things that you learned about therapy? Because I don't want to go too much about I it. but whole projects <laughs> on why we need this for our community. Because black people, please get you some therapy. Like for real. Because, bruh, it's really just an unbiased third party opinion. Like I said, like. They have to keep your information confidential. They have to hear you out. Of course, I, I do agree that sometimes, you know, certain people aren't your match. Yeah. But I was blessed enough to find my match. Like yeah. when I did start therapy. And honestly, that woman changed my life. Like complete 180 from therapy on my life, no doubt. Um, And I just feel like, you know, I get it. Black people don't want to because a lot of what we go through, it's not safe to be able to tell somebody like, Especially with how I grew up, I know when I was younger, if I would have told some of the stuff going on in my household just to vent, it would be like, all right, but I do have to tell somebody this kind yeah. of thing, you know? So it grow, you grow up to just be like, either thug it out and shut up, or like, you can't tell nobody, keep it to yourself, we yeah. not snitching, or what people usually do is running to like drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So I feel like it's really stigmatized, but thank you, as a therapist. <laughs> I I definitely 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 agree. Um, I'm glad that you're such an advocate of therapy. Like I I talk about it on this channel a lot. Like the importance of therapy. It's not even like even if you don't even have like you know horrible experiences. It's just good to really tune up your mind because when it, it those experiences do occur, you need to know that you have the tools available. Mm-hmm to you and just somebody that's going to listen to you without knowing anything else about you nobody's gonna look at you crazy nobody's gonna be like how dare you think like that they're just there with an open heart and an open mind to be that space that you need it's really healthy to just get all those thoughts out and verbalize it to somebody that you trust like 
Because you can't always do that with friends or family or... Yeah. You know, because everybody, like like we said, they might be biased. Like, what if you want to vent about your boyfriend to your friend <laughs> and now they don't like him ever I, again? Yes. Like, I've had that experience. Exactly. So I definitely agree. But I want to get stumble away too much from the topic. So um, how do you practice mindfulness? Well, you already said you practice mindfulness. But any other ways that you practice mindfulness in your life? Hmm. I would say just in ways that I know like are healthy for me or things that I know bring me peace. Music is a huge, huge, huge piece of my brain. Um, I know when I eat healthier, when I'm working out, the company I keep, um, cutting back on certain things or like even pushing myself to do certain things like how you have boards around here like little lists (laughs) i'll tell myself like girl you need to get done this that and the third this week or by next week giving myself deadlines just i don't know i guess being aware of what i need like if i feel too stagnant then i know i need to look at something going on change something Mm, i feel that i feel that because you know i think it may i don't know maybe it is a libra thing i like order it is i like order i like structure like like I don't care what everyone says. It's like okay, I need to know what I'm doing today, tomorrow, next week, mm-hmm. like on the time schedule because I live my life. I know like and I we need productivity. Yes, and yeah. I I really do think it maybe is that like maybe I don't know. Sometimes I think it, I just choke it up to my upbringing, but like I've met a lot of people that are like that too. So I definitely agree. The last question I have for you before we jump into the nitty gritty of everything is how's instant gratification affected our generation and. <laughs> How do you think we need to make some changes? Child, I was just talking about this the other day. Like, instant gratification from social media and whatever else is just, like, nobody has patience. Like, I agree. I nobody, 100% agree. It's like you can't even show someone a song that is, like, they can't even hear it for 10 seconds without, like, what is this trash? Like, dang, girl, we didn't even get to the breakdown. <laughs> like, that... With reading stuff, yeah, I, I'll I love like researching stuff. I I used to send um, I'm not gonna say no names. I used to send somebody like articles or different stuff. Mm-hmm. It could even be like a small like tweet paragraph. paragraph, and they'll be like, oh, I don't feel like reading all this, and it's like what? Yeah. Or a video, I don't feel like watching this content we post. Oh, I didn't feel like getting to the end of it. I'll come back and look at it later. Um text messages getting back to people it takes too much energy at the moment so i'm not gonna do it right now um putting forth effort into projects oh i didn't get like the audience i wanted or the attention i wanted or it didn't come out how i wanted fast enough so i'm just not gonna try anymore like all of those things i feel like come from you're right it does and it sucks so how do you think as a generation we kind of like maybe need to change it? Because I noticed it's so prevalent in our generation. Like mm-hmm. people think they want to be an overnight success, and they think yes. that like I wouldn't even call you an overnight success. I've oh, seen no. I've known you My for about God. four years, and I've seen the work that you put in to Girl. get to where you are. But that's why it sucks when people do have success because everybody be swearing up and down. It's like. Oh, you're Illuminati. You had to. How'd you get there so fast? And it's like, like bro, people you build. At, like, yeah, you have to see the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, we're not going to show right. you that all the time. We're not going to show you every hiccup. But change that. Yeah. Whew. Because there's so much that goes into this. When I ask people, it's funny. They're like, they don't know what to do at times. I don't know. I feel like. Mm, 
all I could do is work against it and just do my own thing and encourage other people to do their own thing too without like, you know, the weight of social media and whatever other pressures that are telling us we deserve to be instantly gratified. But I don't really know. I think I think that might have stumped me right there. I really don't know. You know, um, maybe I can I can maybe shed some light. Uh I think one thing I tell people to do is go off a social media cleanse. Oh yeah, I've done that multiple times. That really does. Cause it makes you it makes you learn that it's like that is so little of the world. Yeah. That's really like and it's not even healthy to always be on your phone or always know what other people are doing or I agree. Your thoughts with their thoughts. Like that definitely does help. Yeah. Um I haven't done that. I did mine um, the end of last year because I was going through my own mental health things. And then up to the beginning of this year, probably in like March, April. And when I tell you my mental health like significantly, significantly shifted, Mm -hmm. it's it's a different experience. When you come back to social media, you just like, dang, I kind of just don't want to be here anymore. Because you're not basing your worth on likes or the dopamine you constantly get from posting or like oh, um, do I feel cute today because this many people view my stories, like, whatever. But I feel like that's also hard when your Instagram or your social media is, is your, your business. business. That's the problem I like, have now. That's really hard because I be trying. I do that. I've done that multiple times, and I'll go MIA even for just, like, a week. And I'll have people texting or calling me, like, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to book you. I'm trying to this. I'm trying to that. And you're not answering. And I'll go to Instagram, and it's, like, Floods. flooded. <laughs> And I'm like, dang, bro, I can't breathe for two minutes. Like, it's hard when you you have to keep constantly going on it. Yeah. I mean, like, now Instagram is now, like, not is a dating app. It's almost the number one app in the world. Yeah. So it's, it's the app that's literally, it's changed the game, and I'm grateful to have it, but it's also the app that's, like, tearing down the generation. So I hope moving forward. It's portfolio. Yes, honestly. literally. So I hope with. The podcast that I'm creating and the content that I think a lot of people that are in the mental health spaces is just taking time to just be within yourself before you just give it your all to everybody in the world. Because it's like if you think people's lives are what they really post on social media every single day, you you I really don't think that about me. I don't <laughs> even know what I have. You you feeling you feeling in the moment. So. But yeah. So we're getting into the nitty gritty of this topic, um, and I'm so excited because it's now Kiani's to tell me so much about her journey and how she's got to where she is today. So Kiani, tell me about so yourself. Down memory lane. Yes. Tell me about this self-love journey, how you got to where you are now, because you know, I got a bunch of questions, because when I met you, you was, you're not the beautiful woman you are today. Girl. <laughs> yeah, she was real deep <laughs> down in there. Um, hmm. yeah, it's crazy because I just graduated last year officially and I feel like I didn't even really start anything until I was like done. Really? Yeah. That's weird. That's so weird. But you were doing so much before you graduated. I would say yes, but no, I wasn't going as hard at it. Okay. I will say that. Um, it's it's yeah, it's a yes and no, because I still I feel like. Oh, wow, I'm just thinking of <laughs> all my experiences. I will say that I have taken a lot of pain.
painful experiences and just finally turned it into like like greatness and just pressure myself to do that all the time because I can't even get started with like my experiences that have led to this point but even just like a lot of synchronicities too like when I first graduated like I had random jobs all the time like I had a server job uh for especially and I remember this lady like this psychic came Mm. to my table and everybody's like, yo, this lady's mad weird. Like, I hate serving her. <laughs> da, da, da. And I'm the type of person that I don't be listening to people. So I'm like, oh, I love her. Because y'all said y'all don't like her. So I meet this lady. She's like, this is before I start anything. She's like, um, just starts telling me all this stuff about myself, just guessing. And she's like, I see you're about to graduate, but you're not really happy. Like, you're not proud of yourself. And I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> I didn't even bring you your cheese, bitch. And you're like reading me down like this. But it was true because I feel like, you know, everybody goes to school for their own reasons, but a lot of us go because our parents want us to. I agree. And it's like, even while I was in school, you know, I learned what I needed to learn with communications and film and TV because that's what I love. But it wasn't really like what I wanted to do when I got out into the field is still like, okay, that's great. You have a degree that doesn't make me cast you. You know what I mean? So I had to start getting myself out there more. And it's crazy because it actually started from this one shoot. Um, I shout out Nimi Hendrix. You put me on to everything I'm at right now. (laughs) I don't know if you'll see this, but whatever. Um, I ended up being booked for one of his shoots And it just like I started coming out of my shell more and trying to make connections. And then I wasn't getting paid when I first started at all. Like and everybody really thought I was like making bank and like just getting booked left and right. And I'm like, y'all, I'm not making money at all, but it looks good, you know. So it's like like you said, building. I had to get myself out there, start building my confidence up. And it is hard, like modeling any field that people well, any field ever. But any field that you have to get casted and people make a choice, it's never personal, you know? Yeah. You might not be what they want for the look. You might not be the height they want. You might not be the weight they want. You might be, like, on my terms sometimes, too dark or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. the colorism will get to later. But <laughs> it's it's really hard. So it's you just have to keep doing it, keep building yourself up. I had to keep getting more confident. You know, when I started shoots, I used to just stand in two poses and then not know what to do for the rest of the time or like a video shoot. I didn't know how to move around. I was awkward or even acting, getting back into it. Like I didn't know what to do. I just had to keep putting myself out there and keep trying and saying yes to everything as long as Mm -hmm. I was comfortable with it. Um, If it aligned, I was doing it like if it was behind the scenes work, even that was with Nimi and them too. SSMP. I did that for a little while. Just like whatever is aligning, just doing it. Even mm. you offering this. I'm like, sure, let's do it, you know? <laughs> like, um, it and then, then eventually my followers just started building. I just started getting myself out there more. The rooms that I was in was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, um Yeah, you even were in Pop Smoke one of Pop Smoke's videos. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of people. So it's like I don't know. But even like I said, just that fuel, because then I'll be honest, like if I'm being vulnerable, I had like a breakup. Um, And even before the breakup, I just feel like 
I was very stagnant. You know, like we all go through that of getting too comfortable into a relationship yeah. that everything becomes us, 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 not me. Yeah. So I think we both struggled with that. And in that, like, I literally took a whole break, like almost a whole half of last year. And I wasn't really posting. I don't even think a lot of people noticed. But I took like a huge hiatus and I was really depressed. Like I was just like, damn, how am I going to get myself back out there? I wasn't getting booked. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. But it's like once I picked myself up out of that, once again, I'm just like, all right, let's keep striding, you know? Yeah. And it started building up again. Wow. That's a really, really deep testament story <laughs> to where you are. I don't know. You know, it's funny. Like, you know, people, you know, your friends and like you get to see their journeys. But it's like you really n- never know the like deep intuitive yeah, part. Yeah, half, bro. I would have never known. Like, I, I even understand, like, you know, being in the relationship and like you feel like y'all can grow, but like you can hold each other back as well. Because I've, I've been in that part many, many times. Like, mm. and you just got to come to a point. It's like, do I want to grow or do I have to like do I have to sacrifice my relationship to be right. for my growth? And sometimes right. you have to make that ugly decision and, it's, and it's it, it hurts. Fuel. It's all fuel. Like another thing is just like people swear I'm like never home. They're like, you're always out. You're always doing something, whatever, like a toxic environment. That's something else I will say too. I come from a very like, my environment is very like just full of drugs, alcohol, this, that, third, whatever, all around me constantly. And I would have so, never known that about yeah, you. Yeah, no, no one knows that ever because it's like you know nobody shows it. You that and I mean? you're so positive. Like yeah. since the first day I've met you, you've been such a but bubbly that's positive. Why. Like that's what grinds me to that because I'm just like I gotta make it for them. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't not in a I want to save them kind yeah. of way but like I want to set the example. Yes, and I'm breaking hella generational curses. That's what I'm doing because bruh, it's like that's another thing that fuels me is now that I'm not, you know, on campus anymore like away, I'm always in that. So it's like am I going to sit feeling stuck in this or am I going to get off my ass and like go do something that's going to help my future? So whether that's like I keep applying myself for shoots and I'm out all week or I'm booked for this, I'm booked for that, I'm trying to create this, I'm trying to create that, whatever it is, I'm trying to get my ass up out of there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people can relate because you don't choose your environment, you yeah. know? But I just try to turn it into something positive instead of just feeling stuck. Because honestly, I think it's so crazy when I reflect. I didn't even have confidence until like, Maybe two, three years ago. Really? And that was a barely. Yes. Uh, wait, no, you're lying. No, I, I met you in 2017. Yes. You had more and, confidence oh, yeah, than no, me. No, 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 no. Because when you met me and we were on that trip, I was in one of the most toxic relationships I was ever in in my entire life. One of the most like abusive mentally and emotionally abusive relationships I've ever been in. I really? was never like, that's what I'm saying. You can't tell a book by its <laughs> cover, y'all. Because. Like, and that's why I never did any of my talents. Like, even even what I just put out, if you guys check out um, the link in my bio. I'll, I'll put it in the caption below. Yes. Uh, I just did Jersey Club Shore. I wrote that two and a half years ago when I just was too scared and, like, always in my room. Like, if you ask my friends on campus, I never really left my room. And if I did, I would have anxiety because it's like, 
how my body looks. People are always looking at me. People but this, you people look that. so like, and it's so weird. I know you would never. Think no, that. I really thought you were so confident in your body no. because you were always taking pictures. You were always showing off the curve. I'm okay. Granted, I got, you know, a slim, cute little figure, but I'm not as confident in certain ways how you are. No. But you seem like you were always that no. confident. And it's crazy because I just posted that on my story the other day. Like, pictures that had, like, 3,000 likes, and I was, like, archiving stuff. Is like, I literally put up, and I got, like, 30 people responding, like, I literally remember when you posted this, and I would have never thought that. I'm like, bro, at this point... When I was that skinny, it's because I wasn't eating. I was depressed. I was this. I was that. I was like, girl, you really can't tell a book by its cover. Yes. Because even before I got to school, I had no confidence. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, I would literally walk around campus looking at my feet because it's just like somebody's always recording me or somebody's doing this, somebody's doing that. And I feel like a lot of times people think they know you just by how you come off on the outside. So it's like, oh, she confident. Let me try to tear her down. Like, you know, and it's like, look at you tearing me down and I'm already down there. So like, (laughs) how much further you want me to go? (laughs) You really trying to kick me to the ground. Like, so now that I've gone through all of these things and I am still in a lot of these things, it's like, you can't stop my grind. Like you, anybody who tries to get in my way at this point, it's like, you have no idea that I've been through way worse than whatever you're trying to do. Wow. So it's like. That, yeah, there we go. That's the answer to the question. <laughs> that's where my grind comes from of like, I don't know. That's my confidence. Wow. So I guess that was a light bulb moment for you when it came to confidence and learning self-love. Yes, but also therapy for real. Because even when I started that, it was like I told her my whole background and she's like, girl, yikes. <laughs> Um, she only got two, like, it's, it's called, like, I forgot what it was, but having two students only that could come all the time mm-hmm. instead of the regular six to eight visits people get per semester. Yeah. And she's like, if you promise to come every week, like, you literally need to come every week. Like, fuck your insurance, just come. And I made that promise to myself, you know, and it was really terrible at first. All the time. And you'll be crying. It's terrible. Yes. Yes, Healing is horrible. They don't tell you that part. But it's still worth it. It's still worth it. Do it. But, like, girl, undoing so much stuff that was done or just learning that so much of how I grew up was, like, that's not normal. That's traumatic. Blah, blah, blah. It's hard. But that was putting, like, the effort back into myself. Mm-hmm. And literally by the time I left, like she cried. She's like, I can't believe the person you are right now. Like, this is why I do my job because look at this shit. What made me go to therapy. I will say it in a short, mm-hmm. like whatever. I actually um, was sent there from my community. director <laughs> <laughs> Because guys, it's not even funny, but it's crazy. Like, my sophomore year, I was so depressed that I got so drunk at some party that I fell asleep under somebody's <laughs> stairs. And then I ordered an Uber off my ex-boyfriend's Uber account, not even knowing. I lost my phone in the Uber. I was arguing with the cops. I went in my RA's room crying for her to help me find my phone and apparently threw up all over her bathroom. Oh, my um, God. It was, it was crazy. And... 
I really like my RA fucked with me, but she's like, bro, I got to write you up. And I woke up the next day and I'm like, what? I have my boy ex-boyfriend calling me like, you got, took $100 from my account for Uber. I'm trying to pay bills. I got the Uber talking about he charging me 200 to drive it back to me and trying to not answer because he was apparently drunk himself. Wait, how did the Uber get drunk? I don't know, girl. That don't make no sense. I think he was already drunk. And then my my RA, like, yo, you have to have a meeting with the community director. I don't know if you're going to be able to live here anymore, like, on some shit. And I met up with her, and she's like, you have a spot clean record. Like, are you okay? And no, shout out to her, because instead of, like, you know, kicking me out or whatever, like, she really was like, talk to me. Like, are you good? So the only thing she said was like, I'm just going to make you have to go to CAPS. And that's counseling and psychological services, whatever, Mm -hmm. on campus. And she's like, that is like not your punishment, but that's what I'm making you have to do. And then it was all just from there. there. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah, girl. Wow. That's a really Like my story of how I ended up in therapy. If you know it, um, I was dating, you know, my ex at the time. And um, it was 2017. Yeah, 2017. And the relationship wasn't always the issue. It's the insecurities that flared up during the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was either always putting it on her at the time. And or I was always just I lived with it, though. To the point that, like, during when the beginning of the school year started, I was so like, I can't, I can't even focus. I'm working and oh, trying to make my life, you know, work with that. I'm trying to do full time student. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, be the best girlfriend that I can. I'm trying to like make my friends happy. I'm trying to make everybody happy, and I was miserable. Like I would every single time we would see each other, it would be an argument. And so she had said to me at the time, she's like, I can't be your therapist. And be your girlfriend. And be your girlfriend at the same that time. Right there, I can't be your therapist. That's real. Because a lot of people you date, you don't even realize that like it so easily could turn into you unconsciously thinking they're Making supposed them, to be your therapist. Yeah. Because I used to do that too. Like with one of my exes, they pointed that out to me. They're like, I wouldn't like their responses. Like yeah. when I would say certain things and they're like, well, what do you expect me to say? I'm just supposed to be here for you. I'm supposed to just <laughs> support be you. an ear for you and support you. I'm not supposed to give you like, you know, groundbreaking advice. I'm not your therapist. And it was like, oh. That and then they're true, like, they're like, true. they're like, make a choice, make a choice. Right, so right. um, I made that choice and it was at the time I did it for her and whatnot. And. But over time, throughout that year, it became for me. And I remember, I think when it became for me is when I walked into, and actually, I think I never told this story to anybody. I walked, actually, besides her. So I walked one day into therapy and I was in tears because my dad and my grandmother, um, my grandmother had Alzheimer's and dementia, and she just passed away two years ago, but my dad died when I was 12. And I remember like having this dream of them, and I was watching them die before my eyes. Oh yeah. my god. Now I had seen my dad in a hospital on a ventilator since I um since I was eleven or twelve and my grandmother, she had I'd never seen my grandmother on a ventilator till like recently in the past few years, but I was watching both of them die and there was nothing I could do. But I was twelve in the um dream. So I walked in. I still actually have it written down somewhere. To this day I was in tears 
I wrote down the entire dream and I told my therapist and that's when I knew therapy came became for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for her anymore. Mm-hmm. It was like I need to get better because that trauma that still happened almost 7 years ago, 8 years no, yeah, 7 8 years ago is still affecting me to this day. Oh my god, you just made me think <laughs> of something. <laughs> It's really crazy how when you do start, you think it's for other people. people and it's not. And it's really not. Because even one of the times that, like, like I, I'll never forget one of my professors. He helped me, too, because I was asking him advice. I just came from arguing with my, like, toxic boyfriend <laughs> on campus for, like, hours. And I was crying and screaming and whatever. And, like, we talked about it. I'm like, how do you know? When you need to get out of something, like, how do you know when it's not meant for you anymore? And he's like, by you just asking me that question. And, like, went into this whole thing. And I literally just finally let go of this four-year relationship and continued therapy because of this one person. But it's like, I swore at the beginning that I'm like... It was for this person. It was for him. Yeah, I really thought. I'm like, oh, it's just because I was in a toxic relationship. But it got so much deeper that it's like, that's always a reflection of you. Your relationships are always a reflection of you. Like, that's it. Yeah, and it's not to say, like, the people at the time are bad people or anything like that. It just might even be how, how, like, the type of, uh, the sides they bring out of you. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not always another person's fault at all. Yeah, so that's just something I realized when I was going to therapy, and I was like, that's where the healing begins. When you can start really taking account for, like, where, um the growth needs to start and where the healing needs to start. Mm-hmm. And or where you might have even been wrong. Yeah. Like, or toxic. We all been toxic. I, 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 trust me. <laughs> I'm still working on that to this day. I'm not perfect. We all be toxic. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny. Even to this day, um, something that I know that I, I'm really working on is that everybody thinks because I'm a life coach, I'm perfect. I know um, that... I take mental health very, very seriously, but they think that I'm perfect in this world that I won't make mistakes. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm so human thinking like you're spiritual or a healer. So you're supposed to like, oh, you're not supposed to curse. You're not supposed to. If somebody gives you heat, you're not supposed to give it back. You're not supposed to establish boundaries with people like no, like you're still I'm still relearning things. I mean, unlearning things from like my childhood. Or, like, mm-hmm. things I've done for so long. Like, so, it's habits I'm still trying to break. Like, I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to take self-accountability at times. And sometimes I'm not the best person at it. And I will 100% go on record for that. I'm not the best person at taking self-accountability. Why do you think it's one of the main pillars in my business that I constantly talk about? Because sometimes the main pillars that are in your business are things that you know you need to constantly work on. And I don't feel like anything is supposed to have the same face. Like, you as a life coach might not be somebody else as a life coach. Yeah. So there's never supposed to be expectations on, like, oh, but I thought this about you was perfect. I thought this, I thought that. No. Like, no, babes. No, I still make mistakes. <laughs> I still ain't perfect. I'm still, I'm learning every single day. And that's why I tell people I grow with you. I When you grow, I grow. When you call me out on things, I may in the moment be like, that's not true. That's not true. I got to go home and I really got to sit back and think about my like, dad. They were probably telling the truth. Oh, yes. But that's like you said, being self-aware. Yeah. That's another way that I'm self-aware, too. It's like 
best believe, even if you did say something to me about myself, even if in the moment it's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. I went home and I sat and I thought about it. Yeah. Like, it might not always be true, but I did think about it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, as I'm growing in my journey, um, I'm learning that I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm going to definitely process it. And then I'm going to really think about what you said. And sometimes you might be right. And sometimes it's hard for me to want to apologize because mm-hmm. it's like, you got to put your pride to the side. Mm-hmm. And like, this is something I'm even learning this week. Like there are two instances that somebody really had to call me out on. And I'm just like, I never, I'm not that type of person, but I don't like to be seen as like, you know, a bad or a malicious person. So. And yeah. it doesn't even mean that you're t- that type of person. I think it's hard to just differ. Like I'm not this person, but however I am acting that way. Yeah. So like, that's a part of it. It's just, and I'm like, decent. I'm, trying to not desensitize myself from that and i'm trying Mm -hmm. to learn from that experience um so it's the important part of like thank you for calling me out on it so it's something i know i have to continue to work on but you know what i think it's also how people say it that's true because if something is i say this to people all the time if something is said to me in a respectful way of just like i really want to sit you down and talk to you i i feel as though like you doing this that and a third is making me feel this that and a third if you speak to me that way, I have no issues. Mm-hmm. But it's like when people start like nitpicking, yes, or like throwing little rude, snarky comments in there, or even saying it to you in an aggressive way, or cursing at me, or this or that. Nah, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. I'm shutting down. Like yeah. that makes a person on the defense. I also think that like you and me probably think like we probably watch a lot of people's body language too yes. when people are like telling you it. If somebody's things. talking to me like this. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's a difference from being passionate. Like, I talk a lot, like, with yes. passion. So people are always will mistake my passion with anger. I'm like, no. Right. I'm same. just a very passionate, same. energetic person. So but understand see, that. even this right now, that's different. Yeah. Than if you were angry, like, oh, yeah. like, nah, that's completely different. <laughs> So I'm like, because I even had to have a conversation with somebody recently. They were like, tone yourself down. I said, expl-, I was like, let me explain something. I was like, I'm just a thoroughly passionate person. Yes. So understand, I'm not coming at you with no rah rah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that. But I'm just when I talk, I speak with passion. So I I can't always be like this. You can't pick and choose when people are passionate. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm a passionate person too, and I feel like I have that issue with people because it's like they love that when the passion is good or funny or whatever. But when the passion is me sad or me upset or me bothered, <laughs> you want me to throw the passion out the window. And it don't work like that. I, I definitely like 100% agree. That's it. Like, that's it. I just I 100% agree. My, my tone and how I speak to you, I, I can say it in the same calm voice, but just understand, like, it's the passion that really accentuates the conversation so you understand how I'm feeling on the inside. Because I can say... I'm really upset right now. And would that show? But that's no, but no like, different from I'm me really saying, like, I'm upset. really upset right now. Yeah, like, I'm really upset. Yes. So, 100%. But yes. Um, just a few more questions I got for you, girl. Um, what are five best words to describe your journey? Well, the first. <laughs> Resilience. Most definitely. My journey or me? You, your journey. I think you are your journey. That is true. You are your journey. So it's just like. Yes. Resilience. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. Damn. <laughs> wow, that's so bad that the first thing that came to my mind was as a black woman is like strong. Okay. Um, mm. Do you feel like the black woman trope wise, is because of that? Yes. We don't get into that. <laughs> Resilient, wise, multifaceted, unfuckwittable, <laughs> period. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Hold on. It is gone, y'all. <laughs> um, but I would just say well-rounded. I think I like that and multifaceted OD because I think sitting down talking to people, which is why I'm trying to start more platforms of like talking. Um, people are very surprised every time, every time of like either how much I know or how how much I've been through or how many sides there are to me or how many things that I'm actually into and interested in or how many things I do, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So I would say that because even I'm still figuring that out on my journey. I'd be like, oh, my God, girl. <laughs> so sorry. I think a lot of people think like you're just a pretty face. Yes. Yes. And there's nothing up there. And I'm girl. just like, girl, she went to college. <laughs> like girl. a lot of people think that about like beautiful women. Not like there's no college. I just feel like that is my field completely like. And that's that's I just posted something about that the other day. I used to be worried about that. And I stopped posting for a while because I'm like, oh, my God, if I'm a model and I'm constantly posting, you know, like my body, even though I post that to uplift other women or to just like break barriers with colorism and body images and like whatever, because I'm trying to push for body positivity or inclusivity. But it's like I used to be so worried that I'm like, what if that's being taken as just I'm only looks? But I don't care anymore because I know, I know that like half the people who think that I'm like, don't play with me because I'm probably smarter than you. Like <laughs> we could go at it with trivia, we go with this, with that. Whatever. I can sit here diagnose the whole entire. Diagnose you mentally, psych <laughs> psychologically. Like, like I can write a term paper yes, and really baby. sit there and do Analyze like the data on it. <laughs> don't play with me. And spiritually read you down. So <laughs> it's okay. I used to be bothered by it, but. I just feel like that just fuels me more to like, okay, girl, so what are you going to do about it? Like, then you need to start talking more. Then you need to start showing those sides of yourself because how can people know if you don't show it? That's true. So. That's definitely true. I, I definitely agree with you. I noticed like a lot of my pretty friends, a lot of people think like there's nothing up there. And I'm like, some of my friends that are beautiful got masters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they got bachelors. They got businesses. businesses. Yep. Like, they're not just pretty faces. I know, like, out here, there's a lot of girls out here that are like that. But, like, they they bring more to the table because it's like they want to be able to add value to themselves mm -hmm. and be able to add value to the person that, like, they, Amen. you know, they Look, it with. used to make me tight, but now I just be like, okay, if you think I'm all looks, I'm going to finesse you <laughs> from my looks. <laughs> like, that's it. That's how people are. And not finesse, like, don't take my finesse as, like, oh, my God, I'm stealing from somebody or something. Like, no. It's really men out here, like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you right now. Like, if I'm out or something, there's been guys that's ridiculous enough to be, like, I'll pay you right now just to, to get your time for, like, a conversation. Yes. You're lying. And they'll literally, it just happened to me, like, two weeks ago. You're and lying. And sent me $200 trying to flex in the club. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to take this 200 <laughs> 
But best believe I'm probably not talking to you when we leave here just because it's like you thought I was that easy that by my looks, since you're sending me this or doing that, you had it in the bag, you know? So really nice, y'all. Two hundred just to, to have a conversation. Shout out to the women <laughs> who have platforms with millions of followers out here really doing that, but y'all smart as hell. And niggas just don't care to pay attention. It's okay. I'm just I'm very, like, you know, okay. Okay. Maybe I haven't stepped into that room. I know I'm naturally pretty. Like, maybe, like, I know I'm naturally pretty, but shoot, like, $200 just to talk to you? Girl. I have stories on stories with that, but it just goes to show that men, uh, not all men, a lot of men just care about surface level. Like, and I be saying that, I'm like, you don't even know me. What if I'm a serial killer? Like, this is the the main thing. I be meeting guys and they'll straight up be like, but I love you. I'm like, what do you love? Would you don't you even see? know my name. Would and you... you love me? <laughs> That's infatuation, baby. Like, what do you mean? I can't. I can't make it up. You bro. don't even know if I'm crazy. If That's I got three kids saying. at home. Like, what if you... They don't be watching movies. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, wow. Um, that's unique. Kiani, if there is one thing you want people to know about you, what would that be? This sounds so cliche. Hold on. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> she make sure she's hydrated at all times. Period. Okay, it sounds cliche, but I would say how deep I am. I really feel like I don't like see how you said, oh, yeah, I would have never known this. I would have never known that. I feel like I feel everything so much that I have to protect that. And I never am vulnerable, like outwardly, especially to people I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I just don't be like sharing certain things or like how I really feel about this or how I really feel about that. But I will say like, I'm an intense feeler, even if I don't share it. Like even how you said of understanding how somebody probably feels or thinks through their body language or their tone switch or this or that. I feel everything so sensitively, but I think a lot of people think with how I go throughout being or like my life. It always comes off as like, oh, you just don't give a fuck about nothing, huh? Like, no, that's not how I am at all. Mm. And, you know, well, being sensitive, sometimes you're a crybaby. I'm not no crybaby, but I am on the low (laughs) by myself. So I will just say that I feel things intensely. And I think that it makes you a better artist. Like, I have songs that I haven't even dropped yet, and I can't wait, but like, even with writing, writing a song, writing a script, writing this, writing that, it's like it channels it more because I love things that make me feel like yeah. even my favorite music is like R&B and soul because I'll be listening to something and I'm so addicted to like that. It, it's making me feel something that somebody else could be like, yo, are you OK? Are you sad? And I'm like, no, but this is I just, feel it I in the moment in my bones like I everything I think people think I'm such a dramatic person because I feel everything. Like, 
If I'm happy, I'm happy as shit. I feel it. If I'm upset, I'm super upset. I feel it. Like if I if I feel like loved or passionate about something, like I'll literally start tearing up or crying. And it's like, I don't think I'm being dramatic. I just know how intensely I feel that shit. That's mm. What's one bit of advice that you can give to any girl that's getting in the modeling and or following their dreams like you've been doing? Tunnel vision. Um, I think tunnel vision because it is super dumb easy to compare yourself. And nobody's you and that's your power. Period. Because even for me, like everybody could look at me and be like, oh, but you're so confident, but your body's this, your body's that. If you don't feel that way or if you let the industry start getting into your head of what you're supposed to look like or comparing to other girls like, oh, she keeps getting booked for this. Oh, they want light skinned girls for this. They want curly hair for that. Like whatever. It used to be to the point that I wouldn't even get my hair in braids. Like I haven't gotten braids in so long. So many uh, shoots you'll go to, like, sometimes they don't like that. Like, especially for black girls, it looks too natural, like, too mm-hmm. too black, I mm-hmm. guess. And I used to even let that control me. But it's like tunnel vision. And if you don't get it this time, you'll get it next time. Like, even I used to not be getting booked either. There's so many girls that, like, ask me advice, and I'll give it to them every time, or I give them my agencies and whatever. It's like, I used to not have good pictures either. I had to... You know, work my way up or work with a lot of people to figure out what I like or this or that. The third, like everything is a process. Stop comparing yourselves. Your journey is not supposed to look like somebody else's tunnel vision. That's it. Mm. I feel that. I feel that. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate it, boo. Where can they find you? One more time. Maybe tell them what you got coming up (laughs) in the the future because, you know, sis. You got it going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all know how I said I'm secretive, so some stuff is still is still unlocked till it happens. You know, manifesting this shit. I don't like telling people till I press play. But um, you can find me on Instagram, official Queen B Key, B E E K E E. That's how you spell it. Um, you can find me on YouTube, Kiani Anita. I have some of my acting stuff up there and the project that I just did. Soon you'll be able to find me on Apple Music. And yeah, just come follow your girl. Fuck up with me. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, Kiani, for coming (laughs) on. Guys, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Go follow her and go subscribe to her channel as well because this... This is just a mogul in the making. And she I really feel like you're definitely gonna change the world with your body positivity, your women empowerment. Like you're you're <laughs> don't even I'm to cry right now. <laughs> don't even. You have grown so much since I've got to know you. You're a beautiful person and only beautiful things and positive things can come to that. Bye. Don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. But yes, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and we will see you soon in another podcast episode. Until then, bye, guys. Bye.